Well, I thought we'd take this opportunity this morning to catch up with Luke Gatehouse, the CEO of uh, the Brisbane Greyhound Club, to find out now that the rain's gone away, for the time being anyway, where things are at in regards to Albion Park and how that's progressing with the damage was done uh, that was done there. Uh, so he will have all of the answers. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Jared. So, do you have all of the answers? Where are we at? I don't have all the answers. I have some answers. Uh, okay. Our biggest issue at the moment at, at Albion Park is power supply, and uh, we said that the last time we spoke, so there's uh, been a lot of action, but uh, not many outcomes so far in terms of the power front. We've got the electricians basically on site non-stop. Right. Uh, biggest issue is is a part for the main switchboard, and a complex the size of Albion Park, you can't just whip down to Bunnings and find yourself a part for a a main switchboard of, of that size. So right. uh, there's one coming, but it, it did get delayed, uh, obviously, around the world at the moment. And in Australia, there's a lot of uh, supply chain issues. So uh, that's, that's been a stumbling block. But Racing Queensland have on, got on site this week a, a number of generators to, to power up uh, certain parts of the complex. So I think the, the uh, main grandstand has some power now, and we're looking to get power out the, the infield where the Greyhound track is because we, we do have a lot of concerns over the underground cabling uh, oh, okay. out there given that it's been sort of underwater for a period of time and as you know the Breakfast Creek area it's salty water so uh, yeah they're the major concerns uh, in terms of the track uh, the little motor will be installed next week um, and then the track will be relayed either the end of next week or, or early the week after there's been a a lot of uh, testing done to ensure that uh, the surface is, is compliant with Racing Queensland standards, and we've got to a point now where that's all happened. Uh, so we'll have uh, the sand delivered off-site for mixing and uh, further testing to ensure it's, uh, it's compatible. OK, well, we t- I must admit, I just thought that once the water goes away, uh, that's it, we turn the lights on and away we go. But um, now that you've explained it and explained it so well, you could sort of see where you're coming from, that that water damage that's there, quite clearly you can't get to the areas that have been affected by salt water. Exactly, and this this event was, was far worse than the, the event of 2011. It, it went up and down in 2011. Yeah. Uh, this one went up and, and sort of went up and down with the tide but stayed up and you know our staff are still working cleaning up a lot of that that mess uh, they're on to painting things now which is uh, which is good because there's, there's certain areas that needed a good paint job and there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of building works that need to be done you look at the the harness stewarding area and uh, where our photographers are that those are two areas completely destroyed so the harness stewards will be relocating upstairs uh, right. We're doing our best to get our greyhound kennel and steward and bed area because they were all completely destroyed as well. The kennels, obviously, not as bad as, as the, the rooms that have uh, have chipboard in them, but uh, the kennels are pretty right now. But uh, yeah, vet rooms and steward rooms are, are in the process of, of being refitted once we we have some power. And I suppose, Luke, there's not really much you can do in the event of this happens again. And unfortunately, it appears as though it's becoming an annual event now. But what can you do um, when the water inundates you know, that particular venue and well, you can only b- basically sit back and watch? 
Well, if there's a bit of warning, you can you can move some stuff to higher ground. Like we we lost all of our tools and equipment because there was there was basically no warning. Once once the event really turned bad on that Saturday night, we had staff try to go in Sunday morning but couldn't access the site. So you know everything went under our golf buggy. Uh, luckily, our tractors were able to be repaired. Uh, right. But yeah, all the tools of trade destroyed. So uh, yeah, there's a, a fair bit of. Uh, stuff on the shopping list I can tell you so I guess uh, if I was to try and nail you with an answer to when do we resume we don't really know yeah you won't nail me on a on a date I, I have a date in mind to resume trialing but uh, every time I set a date that seems to get pushed out by by further events uh, the harness they ran some jump outs yesterday uh, obviously don't rely as much on power to, to put the horses no. around as, as we do uh, they just needed to get a, a mobile from Redcliffe because both their mobile starts were uh, were inundated by water. So their surface is has been down for a week. Uh, so they put horses around yesterday, but again, for for them or us to to progress any further to racing uh, or time trials, we we need some power supply assurance. And we're okay. meeting every day with with Racing Queensland. That's uh, my next stop, so hopefully I'll have further updates later this morning. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a wait and see game on the power yeah. issue. So in a nutshell, there are the things popping up that uh, we either knew were going to happen or whatever, and need dealing with. And some of those are affected by outside influences in regards to uh, being you know, having parts available not only from this part of the world but also other countries as well. So there's no clear answer at the moment, but hopefully it's a lot closer than further away to to resuming trialling firstly and then racing at Albion Park. We're closer than we were last week. Yeah. Now, last time you were on uh, this segment, you shot the lights out. I don't know whether you've done the form for Ipswich tonight. I'm assuming you have. Uh, have you got something there for us? Yeah, I've got I've got three that I like. Uh, they're all in the red, but you know, sometimes you've just got to take the winner. So race three, yeah. number eight, Fernando Travis. Yeah. Uh, race four, number eight, Bold Hornet. I, I tipped him everywhere on Monday night and didn't back him myself. So uh, well, you're he's a dollar but he should get out. But it's a pretty ordinary race he's in. And then Champagne Jazzy in race seven. She's drawn inside Von Sesa, who's been back from seven into four eighty this morning. Uh, punters obviously going with the early pace there, but I just think Jazzy she might uh, find the rail and be a bit strong. Okay, so three from Luke, race three, number eight, race four, number eight, race seven, number three. Hopefully we can get a little bank there tonight. Thanks for the update this morning, and if you don't mind, we might grab you in the next week or two just to find out whether we're any closer to a return. Good as gold. Thanks, Jared.